you've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil in horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Dylan. Hey, Matt. It's the time of the year that only comes once a year. <laughs> and that, of course, is the Woodland Critter Christmas time. Christmas time comes once a year. I just want to say, like, before we get too into it, this is probably the most offensive thing that we've covered on this podcast up to so this far. point. Yeah, so say, far. If like, we're going to tackle we're gonna push South it. Park, and there's going to be, <laughs> and I think that there are actually worse Christmas specials the, than this the one. The Jesus terrorist but, one probably pushes yeah. the buttons. But on in another note, this is the most offensive thing we've covered. It's also one of my favorite things to watch around the holidays, and it's my favorite South Park Christmas episode. We are talking woodland critter christmas tonight and i'm so excited it's a wild one it's a ride it is such (laughs) dude it is such a ride and i love the theme so the theme is very much like those classic christmas specials with a narrator who's constantly rhyming it's It's the grinch yeah it's it's 100 the grinch yes (laughs) very much so the grinch and we open up on stan who's just walking through the forest for no apparent reason and he comes across some woodland critters building a Christmas tree. 
And they ask him to make a star for the Christmas tree. And we get a beautiful little montage of him making a star. And you know what? If the special ended there, I would be just as happy because it was such a sweet little moment with Stan and these woodland critters. <laughs> but he helps them, and then he goes home. Well, I want to pause you right there. Yeah, okay. Right? So we inter- we're introduced to them with their little jingle, which you know all the words to. Uh, I haven't watched this episode <laughs> nearly as much as you have. comes once a year. No, no, the, the actual the, the woodland critter oh, Christmas hold on, hold on. theme. Special time, a special year. It's Woodland Greater Christmas. So they sing their little song, and then they introduce all the characters, and their character names are so fucking oh boring. Oh, my God. Like it's Barry the Bear, Squirrely the Squirrel, Rabbity the Rabbit. Like. Porcupiney the Porcupine. Yeah. Ch- Chickadee the Chickadee. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the episode, totally makes sense why the names are so shitty. Yes, but, yes. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I want to take them through it as if they were watching yep. it, so we won't Stan, spoil anything. Um, also known as the little boy in the red poof ball hat, as we keep referring to him in the story, goes home and he goes to sleep. He's awakened by the, the critters in his bedroom. Saying that Porcupiney the Porcupine is pregnant with their Lord and Savior. And yeah. it is an immaculate pregnancy. Conception. Yeah, yeah, immaculate conception. And they don't have a manger, Matt. How do no, you get they need a, They need a manger built. And I love this is where you start to get the brilliance of the narration. Because yeah. the narration is describing Stan like joyfully agreeing to do yeah. this and leaping out of bed. And then it's like showing footage of Stan like barely awake putting together this manger <laughs> for the animals. So, tired. so he makes this manger, he puts it together. Basically, like Stan builds the manger and then all of a sudden out of like the woods comes this mountain lion, right? And starts like growling at them. And they scares them all off, and the mountain lion leaves, and they're like, "Oh no, we have to, we have to stop the mountain lion. How can we stop the mountain lion?" Every year, yeah. one of them gets pregnant, and the mountain lion stops the preg- kills yeah. the mother. Yes, or they're like, "Well, we have Stan now. Stan can kill the mountain lion." And again, the narrator's like, <laughs> "Stan hop to it and hit it," and he's yeah. like, "No, he didn't." And he's like, "Yes, yeah. you did." <laughs> Well, how can we give birth to our Lord and Savior? I guess Porcupiney's just going to have to die. <laughs> I love Stan's reaction. I love Trey Parker and Matt Stone when they do like the, oh, oh, yeah. like when things are getting crazy. Yeah. So, And we get a lot of that in this episode. So Stan goes to find the mountain lion on the, on the mountain, kind of fights it off a little bit and tricks it into jumping off the mountain and, and killing itself. And then you get the first twist of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, let's make sure, I think you're going with the right twist. Continue. So the first twist of the episode is Stan is standing there with the body of the dead mother. And then three little baby mountain lion yep. cubs <laughs> come, out of the, come out of the cave and are crying about their mother. And Stan's like, but, <laughs> but <laughs> she was going to kill the... The the critters, the one the the one the critter Christmas, oh! So dejected, he goes back to the woodland critters, which 
side note, at this point, we jump to the woodland critters who have already accepted that Stan is dead. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, I guess I, I guess we're not going to have our Lord and Savior after all. Because by this point, Stan has definitely been eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Dejected, Stan comes back. He's like, I, I, I did it. And he's so sad. And all the woodland critters are like, yeah! Yay! Thank you, Stanny! Thanks! Now Porcupine can give birth to our Lord and Savior! Satan! <laughs> and Stan's like, what? And she's like, you know, Satan! Prince of Darkness! Yeah, let's celebrate by sacrificing <laughs> oh, rabbit And he's like, what do you mean? I thought you meant God! And Deary the Deer goes, well, think about it, Stan. God wouldn't have sex with a porcupine. <laughs> Let's celebrate by sacrificing Rabbity the Rabbit and having a blood orgy. And they sacrifice Rabbity the Rabbit on a, a satanic altar and have a very graphic, very blood, graphic blood, blood orgy. orgy as we Which cut to might commercial. Actually, be let me see. Yeah, that's the last note I wrote. <laughs> down because from that point i was just in on the rock oh yeah and i oh, forgot yeah. to i forgot to take notes but i i mean i watched this this morning so it is locked and loaded but yeah so stan sitting with the reality that he's assisted this whole thing <laughs> is like i've got to put an end to this well no 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 he doesn't goes, he doesn't he go home and he's just like putting his hand his head oh, yeah, on no, the no. desk the narrator has to really push him <laughs> to do something about this but he eventually is like i've got to put a stop to this so he goes to take down the manger, and that's when we discover that the woodland critters have satanic powers. Evil satanic powers. Well, he's like, I'm not letting you go through with this. You can't stop us, Stanny, or else we'll have to use our evil satanic powers on you. <laughs> and it, that's the, I mean, I think that the the whole episode is about brilliant juxtaposition yes. from start to finish. But the one of the best parts of the juxtaposition is absolutely how cute cuddly and like semi-southern all of these characters sound as they're saying the most horrific shit that yeah, you can and then imagine the satanic music chants yeah. come in oh, oh my God. God. It's so, it's so yeah so, so they can they're good. raising flames two-headed dog demons jumping out some crows attack stan but they mention that nothing can stop them except for a mountain lion yep. which stan has already killed yeah. And that's when Stan is like, well, the narrator reminds Stan, yo, there's three mountain lions. Yeah, that's right. So, and and the woodland critters do at one point bring up letting Stan house the or be the host. Of yes, the, they need the a host, but it needs to be a non-baptized <laughs> heathen. <laughs> Which um, if anybody's watched South Park before, at this point. An avid watcher of South Park can kind of see where this is going to go. See, and I forgot. So I was sitting there thinking, is Cartman baptized? Was my thought. Because because (laughs) in any other episode, Cartman would be the perfect vessel for the son of Satan. Because I forgot the big twist. Yeah. I I remembered the first twist. The the Hail Satan twist was locked and loaded in my brain. Everything else was like a brand new viewing for me. So, so, so Stan he gets the mountain lions, and the mountain lions are like, we can't. Well, first of all, the mountain lions. My are favorite like, oh, no. lines. Some of my favorite go, lines. Go ahead, and oh say, my god! I'll, I'll slaughter the, them. But the cubs come out. And they go. 
oh no, stands back to kill us. And one of the cubs just goes, that's okay. I died inside when mommy died. <laughs> You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Well, and the other one is like better this way than the starvation that we would surely go through without our mother. So Stan's like, look, I was tricked into doing this by a squirrel. And they're like, you got tricked by a squirrel? You must be pretty stupid. But he's like, I need you to kill these woodland creatures. And they're like, well, we don't have like our adult teeth. We just got these baby teeth and these baby claws. But I guess we could maybe abort the baby or something. So twist number three is <laughs> they take the cubs to learn how to do abortions. To learn how to do an abortion. And the abortion doctor is more than happy to show them yes. because it's Christmas is just two days away. And that means that the abortion business is absolutely booming. And do not worry, as we are getting a montage of abortions, Christmas time comes once a year. It's playing <laughs> in the background. And the the cubs are assisting in the abortion. And these cute little cats are all throughout the doctor's office bringing the doctor different tools that he would use. Snuggling with the, with the patients. Yeah, and the patients just like smiling and petting the cats. As it's, oh my God, dude, it's so fun. It's really, that, I was like, this is insane that this has been going so long. So Stan, finally with these these mountain lions properly trained to perform an abortion show up only to see that Porky Piney has already given birth to this horrific so, so screaming baby. In the midst of the montage, we cut back to the oh, woodland critter yes. creatures yes. dejected because they don't know who they're going to find to host the son of Satan. And then they find Kyle, Kyle Broflowski in the woods. Just playing with a sled by himself. Yep. And they're like, why are you so sad? And basically, Kyle is sad because he's Jewish and doesn't get to celebrate Christmas. And I think that's our first hint of who is the narrator here. Yeah, a little bit. And and he's just like, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I don't. They're like, so does that mean you're not baptized? And he's like, no. And they're like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so, so Stan sees that the baby has been born, yes. and then he sees Kyle tied down. To the sacrificial like, altar. What are, what's happening, Stan? Stan just goes, it's Woodland Critter Christmas, dude. It sucks ass. <laughs> so this is when 
it gets even more insane because Santa comes and there's that beautiful shot of yeah. Santa in the sky with like the devil's pennant up in the <laughs> giant red star. And Santa just pulls out a shotgun yeah. and just There's only starts- one way to stop Woodland Critter Christmas. And he pulls out a shotgun just starts unloading on them all. Gore blasting everywhere. Yep. Very reminiscent of last week when we covered yeah. uh, Treevenge. For sure. There's a great scene where they're like, they use their evil satanic powers to bring fire, and Santa just leaps right over it and just keeps shooting. (laughs) So, this made me think we need a Santa led first person shooter coming out for like the PS5 (laughs) and Xbox. Uh, Like a South Park game or its own standalone Santa game? I'll take either. Okay. I'm shocked that in the world of like the. Killer Santa, this hasn't happened. Yeah, but, but more like when the internet was engrossed with flash games. Like we literally had a flash game where you played as George Bush taking out terrorists. How we never got a flash game where Santa was taking out the woodland critters from South park. I'll never. That's true. But yeah, so Santa gets, it's down to bury the bear. Yep. He's like, but Santa, you won't shoot me. Bam. everywhere. So, so the day is saved. Yeah. And this is where you definitely know that something is Yeah. Off. Kyle picks up the spawn of Satan, which is like a, a baby porcupine. Like, it's it's a fresh porcupine fetus. And yeah. he's like, he's like, maybe I want the power of Satan inside of me. And and basically it to all help comes... To the Jews exactly, rule the world. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about getting, I'm putting quotes up, revenge for the Jews. There, there were quotes when I said that. Yeah. And that's basically when you hear Kyle go... Oh, God damn it, Cartman! <laughs> and we cut to the classroom, and it's revealed that this is Cartman's Christmas story. All the kids in Mr. Garrison's class were to write a Christmas story, and this is Cartman's. And Kyle's and officially the offended. the entire class is engrossed yes, in this story. Yes, yeah, except for Kyle. Including Stan. Yep. Stan's like, I need to know if I get to have a good Christmas exactly. at the end of the story. Kyle's like, this was all just to rip on me. And Cartman's like, okay, I'm done. And he sits down, and all the kids are freaking out, like, Mr. Garrison, Mr. Garrison, can, can he please finish his story? And I think Mr. Garrison... Well, Kyle goes, rips- we all know how it ends, Santa kills me. Yeah. And he's like, baby. Or maybe he doesn't. <laughs> he's like, that's not... That might not be how it ends at all, but I guess we'll never know. And they're all <laughs> mad at Mr. Garrison, and Mr. Garrison's like... I can't remember the exact line, but it He all- said, I can't... Carmen, you have to stop reading the story, otherwise Kyle's mom's gonna call him bitch after. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so finally, like all the kids are kind of turning on Kyle a little bit, and Kyle's like, you know what? Fuck it, fine, finish the story. So Carmen gleefully walks back to the front of the room, gets back on the stool, and we get back into it. Kyle's body starts immediately rejecting. Yeah, and he's the, like, it the burns. Evil. It's hot. I didn't think it was gonna be this painful. It's yeah. like it's the son of it's the son of the devil, dude. What did you expect? Yeah. So, Santa's like, "There's nothing we can do. We have to kill your friend before the evil fully consumes him." And that's I'm when sorry, Santa- Kyle, but <laughs> Santa's gonna have to kill you. <laughs> and that's when Stan remembers that he's got three mountain lions that know how to perform an abortion that can get that evil spirit out of Kyle's ass. And, um, boy, do they and do we it. get to see that whole thing happen. We do. Um, but everything's great for everybody. Except for Kyle, who died of AIDS. <laughs> Was it six months later? <laughs> six months later. 
And then we just end the episode. Yep. And, and he just it says, is... God damn it, Cartman. And we cut to Christmas time comes once a year. <laughs> it is something special. Um, it really is. It really is. It's my favorite Christmas episode. Honestly, I love the South Park Christmas episodes, especially when we took a step away from Hanky. I do love yep. Mr. Hanky to death, but I love this Christmas episode, the one where they go to Canada, the terrorist Jesus Santa Christmas episode. I, I love all... I. I just love how bonkers they are. And we talked about this before. I love how much Trey Parker loves Christmas. Yes, like, exactly. Like, you can tell. There's heart in these. Even with Woodland Critter Christmas, there is heart here. Yeah, because you got choked up at the star scene. Yeah. Yeah, man. God, it's so... As, as offensive as this stuff is, it's an episode like this that puts me back where I was when it first aired. And... It warms my heart. It warms my soul. When I lived with, when I was living with my parents and my sister, we would decorate, my sister and I would decorate the tree while watching Christmas South Park. And it was a, it was a literally a DVD that was South Park Christmas time is here. And this was the last episode on it because it came out, I think 2005 or so. All right. So like right when season eight. Exactly. Had aired. Yeah. yeah. So they put out a compilation DVD of just Christmas episodes and we would decorate the tree and watch South Park Christmas, the Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson, and 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 all like the old ones. I need to get you know it. I feel like I need to buy some of those DVDs. My friends have one of those for like The Simpsons. Yeah. And like my thought process is like, well, I have all the seasons, so why would I want that? Yeah. But then the flip side is like, I never watch any of these specials at Christmas time, and I think part of it is like I don't want to be flipping through like eight different DVD sets to like, but if I had just a single disc that I could pop in and it would take care of like four hours of Christmas specials, I'd be like inclined to watch it every year. That's why whenever it's like stuff like this, I'm like, nah, I never watched the Simpsons Christmas stuff at Christmas time. I never watched South Park stuff. Like this is legit. One of those ones that I do watch every year. This is up there with Abed's uncontrollable Christmas up there with always sunny Christmas. Stevie even said that when we when we had her on. Yeah. And we asked her like a, f- a fond Christmas memory, and she said watching Community and South Park Christmas specials with Dylan every year. Yeah. So. Yep. Left it its does. mark. It does. It, yeah. it it definitely does. And I know that not everyone listening to this will be a fan of this, but I think it's one of those things we talk about it all the time, like what Christmas means to us. This episode of South Park with uh satan is uh it, that's what christmas means to me man like and yeah. and little things remind me of christmas we've talked about that things that don't make any sense remind me of christmas no and exactly this is one of those things that seriously puts me in the christmas spirit and i absolutely adore it woodland critter christmas is up there for me one of my favorite christmas specials right up there with the classics i'll watch fucking charlie brown christmas and then watch woodland critter christmas bro i know you're a charlie brown christmas hater yep but (laughs) but i will go from one right to the other and i'm totally for it man all right well on that note i think the only thing left to say is hold on pause 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 pause, because i want to get this out there before i know i cut you off i cut you off matt i'm sorry i want to get this out there before you finish and before I forget next time, guys, the Devil of Christmas episode of Inside Number 9, we covered it a couple months back, but it is the perfect October watching. Yes. 
The yes. Inside Number Nine, The Devil of Christmas Special. It is the first episode of season three or series three, if you're British. Watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut Matt off, but no, I no, wanted no, to get no. that out that's, there. That's very important. That is very crucial. Yes. And on that note, hail Satan, Dylan. Hail Satan, Matt. Oh, whoa. listening to the Geekscape Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.